Hello, welcome to the Pilates Mom podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so excited about my guest today. We have known each other since we were children and our paths crossed once again in our adult lives at a amazing time where she was kind of transitioning from we'll say her nine to five job to her wellness journey. Welcome, Yana from Pain Freedom Method. How are you? I'm doing really so much, Renee. Such a blessing to be on here. Yes, I'm so excited. So we're going to try to keep this to 30 minutes, which I know will be hard because we could probably talk for hours. Absolutely. Um, Tell us just a little bit. So as I mentioned, you kind of had your, we'll say a nine to five job and we on our paths kind of crossed once again in this life. Um, you were transitioning into your uh, wellness career journey, getting into essential oils, energy work. Um, so tell us a bit about that transition and what brought you to it. So the journey started when I was told that I couldn't have kids and I found out that I was pregnant with my first daughter and had my first daughter. And it was a real realization of, you know, what, what was I doing in my life? How did I feel in my life? Right. Because the, the journey just basically the, the road that I thought I was going down crumbled and very much changed. Mm-hmm, and it wasn't, an, yeah. And it wasn't until I had my second daughter where they had put me on uh, bed rest for the last four months of my pregnancy that I really had this come to Jesus moment where I was like, what am I really doing in my life? And am I truly happy? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. long story short, I, I ended up quitting my uh, corporate job and I opened up my own wellness clinic where I do physical therapy and went back and I got my energy modalities and really just my roots when I first was trained in my early 20s um, with massage, cranial psychotherapy, acupressure, tween so all of those type of modalities that help people heal their bodies with therapy. Yeah, so part of that work was your own healing journey. It was. I myself had suffered with chronic back and neck pain for over 15 years And I really didn't have an answer as to what was wrong with me. Now, rewind in, you know, back to when I was 19, I was involved in two major car accidents where one I had suffered a head injury and the other one a back injury where, you know, it was quite extensive, you know, rehabilitation, but I did rehab and that's what pulled me into becoming a practitioner in, in massage and those type of modalities. And then about 18 months later, after not experiencing any pain, I felt great. I went to bed and woke up with chronic, chronic neck and back pain. And it was very, very debilitating. So I went from practitioner to practitioner. Uh, The doctors told me that it was from my accident, which I really, I honestly, something in me told me that that was a fallacy because I had gone so long without any physical chronic pain. And then all of a sudden I go to bed and I wake up and I have this chronic pain. Yeah. Like it's just resurfaced out of nowhere. Right. Um, And it was way worse than what it was when I was in in the car accident. It was a different type of pain, if that makes sense at all. mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And so you started searching for more answers. I did. I, I really, I was on a search for 
oh my goodness, the better part of 10 years. But what really started to click for me in my early 30s, so when the girls came along was, uh, so my my two daughters, was I would have days where I would be okay and then days that were really, really bad. And I was like, what? you know, how is this, how is this that, you know, there are some days that your pain is worse and other days that it's not as bad, it's manageable. Right. And the, 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 the pair or the, the link was my emotions when mm-hmm. I was feeling frustrated and angry, or, you know, you go from feeling those in heightened rage emotions to feeling depleted and down and, you know, the deaths of despair. Brains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. My pain was so much more worse at that time. So that brought me down, huh? This journey of questioning what is really going on? Yeah. And- what is this relationship from my emotional body to physical body? Yes. So then that, that brought me down the pathway of once I, I realized that there was an emotional connection, as I started working through understanding my emotions and going back to in my early 20s, when I realized that there was the emotional link and what I was going through at that time was it was a really big emotional shift, meaning the situation I was in, I, I, you know, was in a relationship and it was like the carpet was ripped from beneath me and having mm-hmm. it ripped from beneath me, I felt, you know, once more, somebody didn't love me in my life. So it literally cracked open Pandora's box and just unleashed all these emotions that I had suppressed and repressed as a child. And then fast forward into my thirties, when I realized that there was a connection, right. Mm-hmm. And as I started to work through those emotions and go back to understand why I felt the way I did, where I started to create those emotions and those belief systems and perceptions, that's when I started to feel the pain whisper away. Beautiful. And this is the work that you now do with other people, yourself as the person that's offering the information, the modalities, et cetera. Correct. So in clinic, so I have my coaching program, Pain for a Method, and then in clinic, they're, they're two separate entities, but I have clients that come in that have, you know, injury or that I would say is separate from chronic, chronic pain, mm-hmm. uh, where they come in and they're just looking to either rehab or they're looking for, you know, alignment with their body. Those are separate, but I do have some clients that come in that have that chronic, chronic, chronic pain. And empathically, I feel people's pain. And then I intuitively pick up on what emotions are generally linked to those pains. Mm -hmm. So that gives me a gateway to help people. So some people that come into the clinic are legitimate um, individuals for the pain-free method. And then others are just looking for rehabilitative therapy or what I call maintenance, right? They come in, they are adjusted, their muscles are relaxed, and then they go about their days for the next following month. Yes, right. So so Yana has two offerings. She has in clinic where she does a mixture of myomassology, Reiki. I mean, you do cupping, you have crystal therapy. It's a a wonderful world, a mixture of things. And then you also have specifically your online offering for people that want to go deeper into where maybe the root of their pain could be coming from. 
Right. So those individuals, Renee, when they come into clinic, let's say, or even let's say, I just had a conversation with a lady from Florida today where mm-hmm. she, she goes to have therapy and she has maybe momentarily, momentarily relief, but then walks away and she's still as chronic as she was from the day before. Right. Those individuals where they, they're not gaining relief or they're, they feel like their body is in complete lockdown. And they've been like this for a very long time, or when I say long time, it could be anywhere from like three, five, six months. Sometimes I work with people who have had it for years. Right. And they now have an intuitive aspect with like, you know, I feel like there is more than just physical pain because we only know what we know based on what we are educated on. Right. And for me, and when I was dealing with the pain, I was written prescriptions for ibuprofen 600s. Uh, they had suggested injections. Thank God I didn't do those because now I'm doing research with injections. There are many contraindications that people aren't even aware of. And then yes, for me, I, I agree. And I find with a lot of my clients, I really try to just get them to look at other options. Cause the other thing with the injections is I feel like it kind of just somewhat masks the pain, which sometimes causes more damage to the joint because they're not learning how to properly align, um, if that makes sense, just from like my world of how I look at people, but. It does, um, it, it really does. They, I think people need to be more educated or I feel they should empower themselves to educate themselves on the drugs. So when you get that cortisone injection, you need to educate yourself as to what you're putting in your body and then what are the contraindications. So for example, when I was doing readups on cortisol or um, co- cortisone injections, one of the trade-offs for having those injections, so you might get what one, two, maybe three max weeks of pain freedom, you're trading 30% of your bone density for that. So oh, ultimately, ultimately, you are compromising your bone density. And if the listeners out there don't know much about bone density, after the age of 35 as a woman, you no longer produce mm-hmm. bone density. You can only maintain it. Uh-huh. And maintaining it is by doing weight-bearing exercises such as Pilates, right? Or weights or so on and so forth, or utilizing your own body weight and doing weight-bearing exercises. So, and understanding, going back to uh, drugs uh, and injections, surgery, when you understand what the contraindications of those are, and you're, you, you might make a better decision for yourself right? So for me, my personal experience was I became, I want to say for the better part of saying, I became addicted to ibuprofen 600s. I had them everywhere. They were in my purse, my filing cabinet, my car. I literally could not live without them because my pain was so horrific. Mm -hmm. But little did I know back then, if I would have known, you know, there was a greater link to my emotions and started working down that road, you literally feel like somebody's release the tension for better lack of saying you really yeah. feel like somebody just released the um the visualization i get is like the rubber band that's about to snap because you're pulling it so tight yes yes and the emotional link that is um you know trapped in the cells that is 
you know, getting maybe released as we physically release things. Um, Do you find like, it's not always necessarily connected to the accident, but it could be things that were already suppressed or emotions or things that were maybe happening at the same time as the physical injury. Talk to that piece a little bit for us. So I love that you had brought up about cellular memory because I always talk about your internal dialogue creates your cellular memory. And speaking on behalf of myself, yes, the situation, for example, uh, that I was going through in my 20s was very traumatic emotionally. But when I talk about it unleashing Pandora's box was it unleashed many years of repressed emotions, meaning the, the memory of the emotions were so horrific that the brain repressed it. Yes. of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse when I was a child. And a lot of people don't realize when you talk about cellular memory and you talk about things that are either repressed or suppressed, I'll come back to what suppressed means, but for repressed for this instance, when you've had things happen to you as a child and you don't remember them, but you have the emotional residue and then things that happen in front of you that have similar circumstances or that energetic frequency that happens in front of you or that play in your background, for instance, maybe one of your feelings are you feel unsafe no matter where you go and your nervous system plays that out on a day-to-day basis. So think of the, the, the muscles clenching every time you're around somebody because you feel unsafe and your automatic response system of your nervous system or the autonomic nervous system is clenching your muscles. So I want everybody to remember this. Every time you suppress or repress an emotion, your brain will create a decoy. So it will send and it will temporarily deprive oxygenated blood to certain parts of the body, i.e. nerves, muscles, ligaments, tissues, enough to cause a whole horrific amount of pain, but not enough to actually damage it. Where the only thing that you can think about is the pain versus dealing with the emotion at hand. And for some people, this might show up as holding patterns, maybe holding tension in the neck, holding tension in the abdominals. And for other people, it could be severe pain. So I feel like the hard thing maybe for people to understand around this concept um, is it can show up differently in in everyone's body, right? Like it can look different, it can feel different, it could be from different sources, et cetera. Um, But the concept is a real you know, fact, it is something that can be healed and worked on um, through some of the the work that you do. Yes, I think everybody, and this is me speaking on behalf of myself and the many clients that I work with. As I said, in the beginning, you only know what you know, through what we are taught and educated, right? And when people the first response that your brain goes through when you wake up and your shoulder is in like, on fire, and you cannot move your neck. The first thing you think of is maybe I slept wrong. What did I do yesterday? Yeah, I just you slept of, funny. Right, you slept funny. When it has nothing to do with that whatsoever. It has to do with the fact that maybe you're having to, I'll give an example right now with what we're dealing with. Maybe you're at home and your children are online doing online schooling. <laughs> right. And, and you oh, have I just to felt bring, tension in my neck. All right. Right, right. And you <laughs> yeah. lose the internet. And you're in the middle of working with somebody online, right? 
Now yeah. you have children that are mummy, 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 mummy. I, I can't get online. We don't, we don't have, and you can't get on, but you're using the internet on your phone to try to conduct a meeting with your people. Think yes. about the amount of stress that sits in that area. And then again, what emotions pop up? Oh, your internet abandoned you. Oh, it's not safe. Oh, it's not trustworthy. Yeah, now I'm frustrated. Now I'm frustrated. Yes. And then frustration usually goes from anger then to rage. And it goes very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I want people to understand too, our emotions are not our enemies. They are our allies. They allow us to see what is really going on with us. And then the way that you can deal with it is your point of power. Not yes. your dread, where a lot of people are like, oh, I've got to deal with this. I can't, I just get angry all the time. But understanding why you get angry all the time. Maybe you mm-hmm. were never heard as a child. Maybe you were never heard as an adult. Maybe all along you've never been heard, right? Yeah, definitely. No, it's having some emotional, um, I want to say control, but it's almost like emotional freedom when you reach a place of understanding what state you're in and being able to somewhat like grasp where you're at before it reaches that point of explosion. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I talk about emotional resiliency, right? Because you're allowed to feel those emotions. It's never that you never, ever want to not feel those emotions or human emotions, it's allowing yourself to feel those emotions and then coming back, back, like bouncing back. It's, it's the analogy of, you know, when you drop the ball, but then you pick up the ball and you run with it. Right. And I, I don't want people to think feeling those emotions are dropping the ball, but the opportunity of dropping in frequency and then being able to pick your frequency back up because, yes. you know, anger, rage, frustration, those are all lower, uh, you know, lower frequency emotions versus happiness, joy, peace, calm. Those are higher forms of Definitely, frequency. Yeah. Emotions. So on that note, um, talk to us a bit about how those lower frequency emotions, we'll call them, how that feeds into the pain points. The You mean the physiological pain? Yeah. So for someone, um, you know, that's trying to figure all this out, um, how those more, we'll call them, uh, less pleasant emotions can feed into the physical aspect as well. So, so what happens, our automatic response to negative emotions is, is usually that quick response, but then take it back and tuck it away and pretend like you're okay. Mm-hmm. Pretend like you're not enraged, put that face on, put that mommy face on, like you're perfect and you just baked a pie yeah. and your house smells perfect. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I lost it. And yeah, exactly. And I want to come back to the shame and the guilt, Re- park that for a moment uh, and what, yeah. and wh- how, what that creates in the body. But when you take those emotions and you have the reaction, but then you take it back and you apologize to your children, you, instead of working through it and and talking about it, why are you getting frustrated? Where does this come from? What, why is it an automatic response? Why is it your go-to emotion? And when you understand and start working through it, you feel like your body is freed. I'm telling you right now, when people start working through these processes and 
working through those pieces of the puzzle. Now, does it happen overnight? No, it does not. It is a process. And it's also retraining neural networks in your brain that have been working the same way for years and years and years and years. So you're basically like working against the grain. So once mm-hmm. you start yeah, working, once it's you a process that I was just going to say, it's, it's, um, it's a practice. Yes. Yeah, yes. And it's an inherited change in lifestyle too. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. other thing too. It's really taking the time and being gentle with yourself. I just had a, a, a conversation with another client. It's about having empathy for yourself, right? Because so yeah. many of us are so hard on ourselves and, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said that. And, oh my gosh, I can't believe I reacted like that. And yeah. we're only human beings and specifically speaking to the women out there. Yeah. Cause that's definitely. why, that's who I speak. You know, that's who I've niched into. Yes. I've worked with men. I, it's not that I don't work with men, but I, I really niche with women Mm-hmm. Women's experience. I'm a woman and being able to live as a feminine leader and have children and be able to work and do the things that I truly love and be raw about it and be raw with my children and let my children know, you know, how I feel. If I've done something wrong, apologize and maybe explain if they are at the level you know, to be able to understand it, or maybe even talking to their level to understand maybe, maybe why mommy reacted that way, or, you know, teaching them that it's okay to feel these emotions. But then there's a better way of having the response to those emotions. And that's what takes practice. I fully agree. And that is, we lead by example. Yes. And I think it's fine that our kids see us, you know, angry, they see us cry because they're normal emotions. And especially for me having boys, um, you know, the other piece is, you know, like what we're saying is being able to like rein it back in. Um, and I also love, like, I do apologize to my kids as well, but I think the bigger piece with the apology has to be then that the behavior changes. Yes. That you know, then again, like we're demonstrating, like, hey, mommy's working on this, and you know, this is what we're all going to do together, kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I love that. So let's talk a bit more about pain freedom method because your business is wonderful. You've come so far, and you know, I'd say a, a brief period of time, like over a few years. Yes. Um, so if someone, let's just say, they sign up to coach with you, like. Just give us um, however you want to, you know, give us your rundown on pain freedom method or like your pitch. Like, how would you explain it to someone aside from what we've already kind of said? So that's a great question. Yes. Thank you so much, Renee. Uh, So when I bring somebody in, I just don't allow anybody to come into the program. I bring them through uh, a screening process to make sure that they are ready to do the work because as we just talked about that little short increment it um it sounds easy but it's not easy and if you're not ready to do the work then I don't take the people on so the first part is I do a screening to make sure that you're ready to do to do the work and then the next process is is if you are approved you come into the program the program is 16 weeks long and every mm-hmm. single week has its own uh module so for example, one of the very first modules I talk about is cracking the brain code. And if you go onto my website, I have something called cracking the pain code, which is a shorter version of it. Okay. Where, where you understand, you know, what, what is going on with 
your emotions, what's going on with the brain and how that is in conjunction with your physical body and then how it plays out in your life on day to day. So that, that's kind of like the foot, the first footprint. Then we go into like your background of your family. Then there is releasing techniques that I teach you. And then understanding the way your brain is functioning, your thought patterning, and then repatterning the brain and rebuilding those neural networks is part of it. So essentially it's, it, what I've done is I've taken everything that I have taught and learned myself mm-hmm. and I implemented it in 16 weeks. And the later part of the program is about recreating what you truly want, which Renee, you and I, you got a little bit of a taste of it with intentional money mastery, the, um, yeah, the meditation. meditation yes. That you yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of that at the end, because what happens with individuals who have had chronic pain for so long is that's all you identify with. Hi, my name is Yana. I'm a chronic back and pain, back and neck pain sufferer. What's your name? Right. So a lot of people really Mm -hmm. relate their life around that. So I, what we do in the later part is look at recreating your life as to what you truly want and then mastering that. Because what happens is, is if you don't practice and rehearse it every single day, you can fall back into the default. So the whole point is rewriting and creating a different default and then living your life with your new created of who you are. Beautiful. And that's what you mean by they have to be willing to do the work. Yes, because because it's not easy. Yeah, Mm. you have to want to make the changes and fight the resistance. And um, it's taken me, I'm on my third coaching course to really figure this out. (laughs) Um, And this is more around like career stuff, but it all comes back to personal as well. But um, yeah, you really have to want to be able to make the changes. So some of the tools you're sharing with people is breath work, meditation, is that fair to say? Um, Manifestation. Yana? Oh, I think I have lost her friends. So we are going to just sign off for now. That was Yana from Pain Freedom Method. You can check out her website or find her on Instagram and Facebook, Pain Freedom Method. Thanks for listening.